So it's Easter Sunday evening and the disciples are meeting behind closed doors. They're in lockdown. Doors bolted and windows barred. Social isolation is definitely the order of the day. They're terrified, worried that what happened to the master is going to happen to them. So they're not taking any chances. They're worried and confused. They've heard all kinds of rumours and reports and they don't know what to make of them. They're certainly not expecting to see Jesus again. But suddenly Jesus is standing there among them and everything changes as he imparts to them five gifts that they desperately need. So what were those five gifts? Here's the first, the presence of the Lord, God's answer to fear. The disciples were in lockdown, but Jesus wasn't because he doesn't recognize man-made barriers and boundaries. He can penetrate even brick walls and locked doors. And he told them that from now on, he would always be with them, even until the close of the age. Elsewhere, the scripture records, the Lord has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Therefore, we may boldly say, what can anyone or indeed anything do to me? So can I ask you, what are you fearful of? What are you worried about? Is it health issues? Could it be this dreaded virus? Or maybe you've had a lifelong fear, afraid of the dark or of heights. Closed spaces, open spaces, boats, planes. It could be any number of things. People are fearful of all kinds of things, but God's perfect remedy is the presence of Jesus. It's not the absence of danger, but the presence of the Lord that makes all the difference in every circumstance of life. The Lord Jesus can be with you. Here's the second gift of the risen Christ, the peace of Christ. It's God's answer to doubt and confusion. Jesus says to them, peace be with you. And then again, he says, peace be with you. And I don't think anyone says peace quite like Jesus does. And just like his heavenly father, Jesus' words are creative. What he says happens. And when he speaks peace into your life, you receive it. And God's peace envelops you. So the peace of Christ in all your doubt and confusion, filled with all kinds of questions and uncertainty, confronted by an unknown future, Jesus says, peace be with you, relax, don't worry, I've got everything under control. On one occasion, Jesus told his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. And the thing about Jesus' peace is that it's not like the world's peace. The world's peace depends on favourable circumstances. You can know the peace of Christ 
whatever your circumstances, whether they seem to you to be good, bad or ugly, you can know the peace of Christ filling your heart and mind. Paul wrote, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's the second gift that the risen Christ gave to the disciples. What was the third gift? The purpose of God. God's answer to aimlessness. Here are the disciples, they're totally lacking in any sense of purpose or direction. You could probably say they were really depressed. Survival was the limit of their ambition. Let's just get through the day. I've met people like that. Perhaps you're one of those people. Your highest aim at the moment is just to survive through another day because you've been so hammered by circumstances, so let down by people, so defeated by life's cruelties that all hope and purpose has gone and you felt like giving up. But this Sunday, this Easter Sunday, Jesus is invading your space, penetrating the locked doors and the barred windows of your soul, saying, I haven't finished with you yet. You may feel all washed up, but I've got plans for you. My purpose for your life has not been rescinded just because things didn't go the way you expected. It isn't over. In fact, it's only just beginning. As the Father sent me, Jesus says, now I'm sending you. And I don't expect you to let me down, to give up or be defeated. Yes, it will be hard. Yes, there will be opposition. Sometimes life will be really difficult, but ultimate victory, joy and celebration is guaranteed. Paul writing to the Ephesian believers spoke about us being God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for a life of good works which God has already prepared for us to do. And life's greatest adventure is discovering and doing those good works. So I wonder if you've discovered the good works that have got your name attached to them that God has been preparing for you to do. Wouldn't today be a good day to start exploring those good works and doing the things that God has called to you to do? There's a mission. We're on a mission. There's work for us to do and we're being sent in Jesus' name. That's the third purpose of God, his answer to aimlessness. And then the power of the Spirit, God's answer to weakness. Do you think the disciples were feeling weak? I bet they were. I felt, as I was thinking about this, that probably they didn't believe they could ever do or even attempt to do anything for Jesus ever again, because they had all let him down. They'd all forsaken and fled the Master, demoralised, defeated, and in despair. And maybe they weren't overjoyed when Jesus said to them, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. They thought, we're hopeless, we're failures. How can you send us to do anything? 
which is why Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. He tells them, I know that without me you can do nothing. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to come and live inside you. I'm going to change you from the inside out. I will replace your weakness with my strength and I will stay with you forever. Friends, without the Holy Spirit, we're helpless, hopeless and lost. But with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, we can do all things through his power. So whatever your past or present experience of the Holy Spirit may be, wouldn't today be a good day to ask the Lord Jesus to fill you afresh, to empower you to live a godly life and to fulfill the purpose for which you were created? Wouldn't this be a good day and a good time to do that? We're going to pause for prayer in just a moment, but there's one other gift of the risen Christ that I want to mention to you today. It's the pardon of heaven, God's answer to guilt. Jesus told them, if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And if there was one thing the disciples needed more than anything else, it was forgiveness. They must have felt so guilty because of the fact that they had abandoned him. And now Jesus says, I'm going to give you a gift you don't deserve. But it's not just for yourselves. It's for everybody who will receive it. You can only get it from me because I have a monopoly on forgiveness. But I want you to hand it out to others on my behalf. Freely have you received, now freely also give. The greatest gift you can ever give to a person is to show them how they can be forgiven. But you can only help a person to find forgiveness if you yourself have experienced forgiveness. I wonder if you have, or I wonder if today you're plagued by a, a sense of guilt and condemnation. But I want to tell you today, Jesus didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. Whatever you've done, you can be forgiven. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just and will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Whatever you've done because of Jesus' death and resurrection, which showed the Father had accepted his sacrifice, his atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Because of that, whatever you've done, you can be forgiven. So here we are then, five wonderful gifts of the risen Christ, the presence of the Lord, who said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. It's God's answer to fear. The peace of Christ. My peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. God's answer to doubt and confusion. The purpose of God. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. God's answer to aimlessness. 
there's a purpose for your life. You know, the best-selling book in Christian publishing history is called The Purpose Driven Life. Written by Rick Warren, it tells us that life is not an accident. There's a reason why we're here. God has a purpose for each of our lives. It's the answer to aimlessness. The power of the Holy Spirit, God's remedy for weakness. God doesn't give us tasks to do, work to do, and then just leave us to get on with it. He says, I'll give you the power to do what you could not possibly do in your own strength. And then the pardon of heaven, God's answer to guilt. Not only our guilt, but the guilt of every human being who's ever walked the face of planet Earth. And we have this privilege and opportunity to give people the chance to know and to receive God's forgiveness. So may we pray. Just pause for a moment, just where you are. Let's bow our heads and respond to God's word to us today. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful Lord Jesus. We thank you that he loved us enough to leave the splendour of heaven, to come to sin-sick earth, to live as a man amongst us, to live a perfect life, and to die an awesome death, being the atoning sacrifice for every sin we have ever uh, committed. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that you set your seal of approval on the Lord Jesus by raising him from death. And we thank you for the wonderful gifts that flow from the heart of our risen Saviour. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've promised never to leave us. Thank you that we can have your peace in our hearts, whatever the circumstances of our lives. That we can know a reason why we're here. We can discover that life of good works that you've prepared for us to do. And we can do it in the power of your Holy Spirit. And we can not only enjoy forgiveness ourselves, but we can offer it to other people. I pray, Heavenly Father, that everyone within the sound of my voice will discover these truths for themselves and that each of us will take a step forward, not only in knowing and understanding these things, but in putting them into practice. And we ask these things in the wonderful name of Christ our Lord. Amen.